0: I be trying to support black businesses, but they be making it hard. (sighs) Here we go. All right, (laughs) I'm gonna give you all this little intro. Shooting the shit with a southern Negro, shooting the shit with a southern Negro, yeah, shooting the shit with a southern Negro shit with a southern negro <laughs> All right y'all, welcome to the second episode of shooting the shit with a southern negro. Um, I'm excited to have y'all back. I hope y'all enjoyed the last episode. Um, So, for this episode, I know you see in the description, it says that I'll bring on some special guests. And today I have my very first special guest. So, I will let him introduce himself.
1: Hello, you all. My name is Devin
0: Christopher. Oh, he Uh, got the bass in his voice. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Devin Christopher. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: My name is Devin Christopher. I am from Washington, D.C., I've been in Atlanta for about. Two and a half years now. Uh, one of my good friends, Will, so I'm
0: yes. excited to be here. Exactly. So, <laughs> Not a privilege. Okay. Yes, this is my good friend, Devin. Met him a year and some change ago, and we've just been cooling and kicking it ever since. Uh, so it's funny because, you know, last week I talked to you about my drink of choice. I had Jägermeister. Uh, Devin has actually experienced mm. <laughs> Devin has actually experienced Jägermeister too. So to it's fullest. To, <laughs> <laughs> okay. to its fullest. Um but tonight we have this beautiful wine, the Franzia. Now I'm gonna let y'all know for you bougie folks. Yes, this is box wine. <laughs> and she's good. Okay. She's, she's real cute. good. Um but what's funny is this story about how we acquired this wine. <laughs> I'll let Devin tell that story. <laughs>
1: Okay, so part-time I do um, Instacart, and I was doing a a delivery to this uh, home, so the lady runs outside when I park the car to uh, give the groceries. So one of the items is the Franzia, I guess, box (laughs) of wine. That wine. (laughs) When I tell you I got out that car, baby, she bolted her ass over there to (laughs) me (laughs) to grab the wine. And then I guess her husband comes out to help get the rest of the items. And he's like, "Hold up, you, you just, you're bringing this wine, yes sir." And I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. this was one of the orders." He was like, "You." So he says to his wife, "You bought this damn wine. <laughs> I told your ass, you're not supposed to be. She's not supposed to be drinking for sixty days. Take this wine."
0: I was like, uh, "I just uh, still can't believe it was <laughs> sixty days."
1: So I'm like, "What in the AA meetings?" Ah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: She was trying to get this big old box of friend Oh she was gonna be lit too. She was gonna be lit. Baby because this, this is a thing, big bag. This is like a say, gallon bag. How many glasses did this sell on said the box? Thirty six glasses. Thirty
1: six glasses. I never had um boxed wine before. I mean it tastes like regular wine to me. It definitely tastes I don't
0: I I'm don't good for the, going and getting that uh, good old Douglas Hill out the QT for three ninety nine. Okay. okay. Four ninety nine when it's not on sale. Let's see. That's cool. I'll oh, be fine with that. I can't On to our next topic, which is shooting the shit. So as I told y'all last week, shooting the shit is just like on your front porch, your back porch, you out there with your homies, Mm -hmm. you got your drinks, you cooling, kicking it, doing whatever type of activities that you all do or do not engage in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're now moving into shooting the shit with the Southern Negro, or at this point, I guess, Southern Negroes. Yeah. So I got my special guest. So we got two Negroes up here. All right. So. I don't know about y'all, but I have been getting a shit ton of Facebook friend requests. I got like 10 today. And I'm just like, it always happens in spurts. Like what is going on with Facebook's algorithm?
1: Did did you recently change your profile picture? I did. Yeah, that was me. So like certain pictures, I know how good it is (laughs) because I have a huge amount of friend requests coming out of nowhere.
0: So how many have you ever gotten? And, like, one day, you're going to pull it up. I was about to say, I can pull it up. Because you, <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe me. I got, like, 10 today. 10? Yeah, like, literally back to back to back to back to back. It's just weird. It's been a, a hella weird. Like, I'm just not used to getting I don't know. Facebook's algorithms, they be, they be different. What's interesting,
1: I recently um, put my Instagram on private. And out of nowhere, I'm getting hella from requests on instagram like more than i was when i was on public so i'm just like
0: that just kind of goes to show <laughs> <laughs> how nosy people are when they don't have access okay they be trying to catch the news okay I'm trying to catch the news but that's what it is i don't know if y'all are getting the same amount of friend requests how you feel about it i mean it's weird to me that it's out of the blue but you know some of them they be cool they'd be cool all right, so moving on to the next topic, Pose. Mm. I don't know if you all are familiar with Pose, but Pose is a show that was um, directed or written by Ryan Murphy, or directed by Ryan Murphy. He's executive producer, he's one of those folks. Mm-hmm. He's so cr- he a cr- creator. Right. Um, but it is the first television show, um, at least I know in American history, where the five leads are trans women. It's the mm-hmm. it's a the largest trans cast um, in, in television history. history. Mm-hmm. If you have not watched the latest episode of Pose, if you don't watch Pose, I show hate it for that ass because we about to talk about it. So I highly suggest Spoiler that you do alert. not listen. Right? Okay. Spoiler alert. Um. So there is a scene where Angel, um, who is one of the main characters, is getting ready to get married to Poppy. So they're getting ready to have this wedding. Um. Angel is uh, one of the main trans cast members in the in the in the show. And so, this is like a big deal for the community. It's a big deal for her sisters and her people and her family, uh, or her house family, which is still her family. Uh, and so, they're getting to get married. And the day before, I believe, the wedding, if I'm not mistaken, Poppy finds out that he has a kid. Mm-hmm. He didn't know about this kid. It was from his ex-girlfriend, who, what have you, uh, and she had passed away, so her sister had came to let him know, hey, I heard you live in all fancy, got these jobs, this great job and all this stuff. Oh, by the way, you have a kid. So the whole... He's five. (laughs) He's five, five years. Now, the whole response that Poppy had, I thought was beautiful. That's what all fathers should do. Like, his approach to it, uh, tell me what you think about it, but his approach to it was so loving and it was great to see a good father figure uh-huh. even though he just found out he was a father right um to be walking in those steps and moving in that direction so angel comes home and he says i got something to tell you he tells her of course the day before they get married now or supposed to get married that he has a kid her response she's now she's dealing with some substance abuse issues her response was i'm not ready for this Right. I'm not ready for this. He says, but I need you to be there for me as I've been for you the whole time. And she basically said, look, I'm trying to get sober. I can't take on the responsibilities of having a kid. Mm -hmm. I can't take on that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Poppy was like, but I need you to be so you're not going to get married. And it ends the scene, her just pretty much storming out.
1: Honestly, I get it from both sides. I get it from Poppy's side, But I do understand because in their relationship, He's always sacrificed himself for her, um, but on the flip side, I do get Angel's perspective on. I'm still trying to get myself together. This is, well. hey, <laughs> we got a five year old that's about to be here tomorrow. What you gonna do about it? Right, like and not, that, not <laughs> like, not give me some time. Like, right. It, I, so for me, it was he like, gonna be here tomorrow. He's going to be here tomorrow. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Can I go through a trial (laughs) one? Make (laughs) Make sure sure this works. works. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, and also just, I'm I'm very passionate about a child being brought up in the right type of environment. And if she is dealing with sobriety issues to bring a five-year-old who at that point their brains develop, they're at the point where they're able to pay attention and know what's going on. They know mm-hmm. their surroundings. If she's going through that and she has a relapse and that child is sitting there witnessing that, that's going to mess that child up. Exactly. And that's not fair to the child, nor is that fair to put Angel in that vulnerable position where she's just trying to, she's already having the pressure of now having to be a wife, now also being the first wife in her trans community mm-hmm. that's already pressure within itself
0: and by the way this is in the show you all so this, this is, is not show. like yeah, this in real life she's the first you know in their community to get married right and this is like i think the early
1: 90s yeah so early mid 90s one of those mm-hmm. so she is in a very vulnerable state as it is so to now add a five-year-old child to the equation unexpectedly and then you just want her to have an answer for you right then and there the bite before you- the wedding <laughs> right then and there. like i'm already having the wedding jitters as it is <laughs> 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 at this point it's the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> okay it was a lot so I, I get it from both sides and i just hate that this is the last season and there's only two episodes left because they really need to Unpackage this because it's crazy. Because I'm, it's crazy because I, I feel like this topic is relevant today. I'm pretty sure, like absolutely,
0: I, in so many cases, and I, I, I feel like that is probably one of the bridging points too, when we talk about cisgender communities and we talk about mm-hmm. transgender communities. Angel is a trans woman. Um, uh, Poppy is a trans attracted man. You know, mm-hmm. I hope I'm using that terminology correctly. If I'm not, community, let me know. Get me together. Uh, But I think that it also shows you that we all experience life. You know, regardless of our gender identity, yes, there are going to be certain things that we face because of that lens that are going to impact us a lot more than those of us who have more so privileged identities. But also at the same token, we experience shit too. I was about to say because this
1: could be this exact scenario can happen in the
0: gay community and cisgender community, cisgender straight community. Like this shit is going to happen. Like where you have to now, and the biggest thing for me is is that now is a point even before the daggone wedding ceremony, they are at a point where it's like. Compromise. How are we getting ready to compromise in this situation? Because we both have two very valid viewpoints. Mm-hmm. I understood Poppy's side. Poppy is like, I've been there for you through her substance abuse. Yeah, like I've been the there beginning. for you since the beginning. Um, and that shit wasn't hard for me. I'm asking you. I mean, or that shit wasn't easy for me, rather, because it was definitely hard. But I'm asking you to do the same thing. You know, be there for me. But that's not. It's not just being there.
1: For him, it's being there for the child. You're not. Just, Absolutely. It's the responsibility
0: that's attached. And I think he's thinking about his own particular responsibility, not really recognizing or maybe recognizing, but not really recognizing. OK, I'm about to create a union. You know, I'm about to get married. So my decisions are not just my decisions on their own, by the way. So here's what I think the solution should be. OK, because I, I have one as well. And that's because I think both of their points were extremely valid. So the solution is is to let Angel work on her sobriety. Continue to work on her sobriety. Poppy can still be in that child's life very much so regularly. You have no excuse. That's exactly. You know what the little say. nigga exists. You know where he lives, You know his auntie.
1: Okay.
0: And you have a banging ass job. There's literally no reason why you should not be able to be um, co-parenting that child.
1: And that's what I was gonna say. I think the solution should definitely be, "Hey, sister. I mean, you've had him for five years at this point. You give me six months. Give me a year, maybe, and I'll be
0: more supportive. I'm a, I'm right. a be the financial support. I mm-hmm. will, I will be there emotional support. I will take him out. You know, I'll do all the things that the father's supposed to do. Right. But eventually, Angel, you,
1: Mama, you're gonna, you're
0: gonna have to get sobered.
1: You're gonna have to get it together because now we
0: have. This is you wanted to be a wife. Uh, hello. This is your maybe not your child but it's part of your responsibility this is your husband's child so i think the final solution is and i kind of talked about this a little bit earlier but angel working on her sobriety people with substance abuse or who abuse substances use drugs all those things we don't know what that's like Mm -mm. we don't know what it's like to go through that and i think that that one i was shocked that she admitted that i'm gonna be honest with you that that was that like I can't take on this responsibility. I'm trying to work. I can't even. I'm focusing on being sober. Yeah. That was big of her. That is accountability right there. For someone who is abusing substances, doing drugs, to say, hey, baby. But no, she had stopped. She was. Stopped. But I I feel like that is her saying that I need to. I'm working on being sober. I think that is part of the process. Mm hmm. Um, so that, that was, was very mature, and I also think Poppy also telling her right then and there, look, I ain't about to sugarcoat it, I just found out myself, this is what it is, about the being by the boom.
1: But I also feel as though in that process, Poppy has to be there for her in that process as well. It's not I don't mm-hmm. think that the solution is for her to go back to um, Blanca and Electra to work on his body. She's about to be married, so I think this it needs to be like I think I don't. I when don't you know. When you say you
0: don't want her to go back to Blanc and Electra, what you mean? Because Meaning I feel like that's a very important part of her working on her sobriety. That's her family.
1: That is her family, but she's a she's a wife. So I'm going to leave my husband and his. I think what needs to happen because this is what they're getting married tomorrow. So what, in my opinion, I this is just me. I feel as though they're about to get married. You, of course, the child is going to be around regularly, but I don't think that. He should jump right into Angel and um, Poppy need to be under the same roof working on her sobriety, working on being or not even working on they need to enjoy being newlyweds for yeah a but no but
0: no working on that sobriety
1: and working on that sobriety in the process i'm not saying that she shouldn't be around okay anymore. i was about I to say know. because i feel that's like that's her that support is, system yeah but i'm also i don't think because i don't want it to go to a direction where all right well i'm gonna you be a father over here and i'm gonna go over i'm gonna move back in with blanca and Cut. work on my support bride oh, okay. and come back I see it. yeah i, see it now. I, see I don't that. think that's the right move i think the school, sorry, think, y'all. This wine, okay? job. <laughs> <Fangea. laughs> <laughs> but I don't think th- I think Poppy's the best thing that's happened to Angel. I feel is the well, and Blanca and Electra. I'm not even gonna uh, minimize, I think they all play a very significant role in um, Angel's healing in her process, but um. And that's just my opinion. I think that they need, this is a huge <laughs> bomb that was dropped in his lap. Yeah. And I, that's not something that you just wake up tomorrow knowing how to do. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't be in his child life or say, oh, give me six months. I think it needs to, we need to lead into it. Like, what if the son doesn't even like him? Like, what if, like, you know. Yeah. He those would prefer to be. Like, who you been? Like, like hey, where I ain't seen where you in five years, nigga. Right. Who, who, who the fuck are you?
0: But, y'all, that's Pose. We're going to find out next week, or this Sunday, rather, what Poppy and Angel about to do. There's only two more episodes oh, that's left. Sad. And we can get into why this show is ending, but we can save that for a later date. All right, y'all. So what's next on shooting the shit? What are we shooting the shit on the porch with? Justin Bieber in these locks. Oh, my God. I'm so sick of him. Now, the boy is talented. I will give him that. But I'm going to be honest with you. And y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, which I don't think that I am when it comes to how locks have been cultured or where they come from mm-hmm. to give you all a brief history lesson, slaves, and which I mentioned to on mentioned to you all the first episode, slaves, as you know, were brought through the transatlantic slave trade, and their hair grew, of course, they were slaves um they didn't have any freedom or anything like that, so of course, black people, our hair. <laughs> when we don't comb and detangle that thing <laughs> it's going to lock up it's going to lock up it's going to lock up and so some of you all know them as dreads or dreadlocks one because the hair locks and why they're called dreadlocks is because slave masters, slave capturers, you know, Anglo-Saxons of that sort said they looked dreadful so they were dreadlocks and I'm pretty sure there's richer history on that. That's just the bare surface, bare minimum. So I'm, I, I know there's richer history out there than that. But it's essentially become a part of black culture. And when I say black culture, I'm talking about the entire diaspora. The entire diaspora. And so I often have issues with folks who are non-black who rock locks. It doesn't mean I dislike you as a person. I don't. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that it sits with me as cultural appropriation over something that we are often demonized for. Mm. You're not going to see too many black people who are going to have professional jobs and have locks because the requirement is for them to cut them off because it's not professional, you know? And so black people, black people of the entire diaspora, we've been demonized for our hair for centuries, specifically locks mm. and if you think about it, a lot of people a lot of black people don't even like calling them dreads it's locks That's because the, the they're not dreadful there's nothing dreadful about them it's the the oppression behind them mm. and so justin bieber is rocking the locks and it just bothers me i'm not gonna lie to y'all it bothers me
1: and, and so for for me i think Miley Cyrus has really left a really bad taste in my mouth. She started this shit. She started this shit. And I feel as though with the whole twerk, Miley, Miley twerk.
0: <laughs> they tried to kill. <sighs> they tried to kill your favorite bitch. Okay. <laughs> ah, they tried to kill me.
1: Ugh, that <laughs> girl. girl. <laughs> Purdue chicken.
0: Not Purdue Less chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: So I just... Ever since her, and then I don't know if you remember, but you know, when she was in that whole twerk, twerking stage when she was um, with Mike Will made it. And then she, I guess they broke up, and she was just like, Yeah, yeah, it was just a phase. I don't really like, um, I don't really listen to hip hop music. I want to get back to my roots, country. That makes me look at that, has always, and then Justin Bieber. He just always, has always wanted to be down like Brandy. And I just... Yeah, I'm good. Okay. And I'm good. Like, why? <laughs> and then I feel like now he's about to have all these little white boys with locks in their hair. And now they're about to make this a thing. And y'all don't even know the culture or the... Thank you. And it goes back to what I said uh, in my last episode.
0: Everybody it. is trying to be black until it's time to be black. Everyone wants to be black until it's time to be, be black. black they want to be down Again, like Brandon. everybody wants to be black mm-hmm. till it's time to be black. I literally talked about this last episode. I literally talked about this last episode um and that's where the issue comes in y'all with cultural appropriation. Black people have been demonized for our hairstyles for centuries, centuries. and people who are non-black come and they make it cool i e Kim kardashian oh and and her sisters and them. This <laughs> is no. Okay. okay. But yeah, y'all, that's Justin Bieber. Speaking of things that I talked about last week. Um I talked about how people who are non-black should not cannot will not say the word nigga. It's just not your place. You know, if you do not belong to that community where it's oppressed, you can you have no way of reclaiming it because it wasn't used to oppress you.
1: Okay, so then I have a question. Because I also it's it's always been a big debate about if um Latino the Latino community should be able to no. use that word. And I know no. that Okay, well then let's talk about it because I remember back um I don't know if y'all know the song I'm Real of Ja Rule and um mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez are mm-hmm. Yeah, so in that song she says the word nigga and she got dragged to the point where they don't even have a, that explicit version available anymore. They just have to, like, edit the word out. So, but then, fast forward to Cardi B, who is also um, of the Latino community, and she niggas it up. And does. And she's from, she's just like Jennifer Lopez. She's a Latino woman from the Bronx, New York. So she's come from the exact same place. So it kind of, it rides a fine line, because I don't have a problem with Cardi saying nigga. But I do feel as though I, if J-Lo today said, nigga, we got an issue. And I don't know why it's a difference.
0: So I think the biggest difference is, let's be honest, J-Lo is more passing than Cardi B when it comes to how we perceive black culture. Mm. When it comes to how we perceive black culture, black people, we do give certain people passes because we feel as if they are relatable to our struggle or what we've been through. But they're from the exact
1: same place. They're both from the Bronx, so they both came from nothing.
0: Exactly, and I am not saying that it makes it right for Carter to use that word either, but I do think that that is what comes into play when we talk about who gets the passes saying it. I still stick by if you ain't black, you ain't supposed to use that word but
1: i felt I, as though at that time i didn't mind j-lo using that word because i feel like j-lo in that time that's when she was with diddy and at the time puff daddy and she was rocking with jaw rolling and them and Fat joe i didn't yeah. mind her using it but then now once she got to the mark anthony's and the mm. um uh, so uh, complex the a-rods is just kind of like mm, you're not really giving the culture anymore you've kind of wiped. Uh, she's white can we say it she's whitewashed yeah do you do we look and the ashanti thing has really really sat in my soul for some years i just really feel like j-lo's career has just been from stepping on the backs of blacks to get there Mm. because at the time it was you was down you Mm. you was down with us until mm. you started getting into the right rooms this and rubbing the right said, shoulders,
0: stepping on mm. the backs mm. of blacks to get there, stepping on the backs of Listen. blacks to get Listen. there.
1: Woo! Are we talking about it? Are we talking about you
0: it? You just said a mouthful. I, we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that. That's mm. what D'Angelo said. We're gonna put a pin in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to get back to. Ooh, that just kind of took me off guard. That was Sorry. that was good. No, that was good. <laughs> my bad. Um, the wine, y'all. Uh, <laughs> so when I talked about reclaiming the words and why people who don't belong that to that oppressed community, why you cannot use that, it's because it's used as a form of hatred. Mm. And my friend Devin, and I talked about this slur too as well, the F word. I told y'all, I don't particularly care too much for the word faggot. I don't. But there are guys in my community who use that word for whatever reason, amongst themselves,
1: hmm. so you, so you know people that use it as like,
0: like a word of endearment. Mm-hmm. Really? I've seen. Come here, faggot. Like, and, and people be like, yeah, yeah. just like no, women with bitches. They say bitches. So
1: they've turned. Fag, fag is the new bitch so we just throwing it out
0: there. i'm not saying this for everybody but i have heard you've it. you've heard it yeah no. i've heard wow, it used I, before i haven't heard that yet I
1: I've, I've, I've heard it used yeah, nobody before. don't call me that i don't care how close we are um okay <laughs> listen and so
0: my friend Devin here is about to let you and Devin, by the way that's my co-host just in case you forgot <laughs> he's gonna talk about a little bit of his experience and it's 2021 y'all about to be 2022 And it's crazy that this type of hatred still exists. But, Devin, I'm going to let you take the floor and just talk about your experience. So recently I went um, home to my hometown. I'm from D.C., like I said
1: previously. Um, And I went to um, a known park that's in the area. Um, It's Anacostia Park in uh, Washington, D.C. So if anyone is familiar with that, they they know um about that part so anacostia i would say is it would be considered one of our more uh what's the word i should
0: use non-affluent parks. okay
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> more um it's, in the, hood, it's in the hood it's in the Let's hood fuck it <laughs> anacostia part is, is the hood hood like so i went there with my sister she was uh on a little cookout and we get there and we're looking for a place to set up for the cookout Um, so we're riding around and we find a an open table and it is you know with, there's people in the area so we see some of the tables are occupied but there's this specific picnic table there was no one there but it was right next to where they were at so as my sister is over there at the table, I am, you know, grabbing the last few belongings that are in the car. And I hear them say, hey, um, to my sister, hey, we're using that table. Oh, we that was one of our tables. Mind you, like I said, they watched me for several minutes go Unloading. back and forth. Bringing out grills, um, bringing unloaded. out food, all, all that not, shit. They did not say a word to me. So now that my sister's over there, now all of a sudden you want to say something. Get, now you want to address it. You don't address it to me, which I thought was interesting. So my sister's like, you know, no, nah, you know, this table was open. You know, we didn't see anything there. So we just unloaded. And at this point, you know, we've already put everything down. Um, oh, no, but it was a, a backpack over there. I put a backpack on the table. So at this point, I'm like. There was no backpack Bitch there. Bitch no backpack over right, there. Right, and I'm not even about to dress. N- it's just me and my sister. So, and, you know, they about four, five, six deep. I'm no problem. Uh-uh, it ain't even that deep. I'm just talking straight to my sister like, listen, there was no bag there. Just continue doing what you're doing. So the dude that was addressing my sister was talking about some, ain't nobody was fucking talking to you, faggot. This ain't, you don't even got to do all that. And I ain't been called a faggot. Or oh, not even not even called a faggot. I ain't been called faggot. I don't know how long, but just to even hear the word faggot
0: in that way, in that way, and it, it just, wasn't. It was it hostility. Was, it was, it was, was
1: hatred. It was right. Cause I ain't I ain't said two words to you. Right. It was malicious, and it just it triggered me in a way that I hadn't been triggered in a very long time. And it, and so I was like, "What the fuck you just called me?" Like just that was just my in, initial response because it was just so. It threw me the fuck off, if I'm being quite honest. Um, and so then at this point, now all all of them are standing up, like "What's up?" And I'm so my and sister. You, you haven't done nothing but defend yourself, right?
0: Because <laughs> you were disrespected, right? And
1: my sister's just like, "Chill, let it go." But I'm triggered, y'all. Like I'm, I'm in my head now because this it's just so much is going through my head at that moment. Um. For one, I'm feeling like me letting this go and feeling like they just bitched me. That is fucking with my pride. Also, me feeling like I'm not standing up for my community. Fucked with me. And then also realizing, like, damn, like, I've been in Atlanta for almost three years now. And it also is making me realize, like, damn, this is a, maybe this is, like, a gay bubble that I'm I'm not really realizing, like, Cause I haven't heard that word here, unless it's like used by one of my people. Like I only hear faggot from the girls. <laughs> so to hear a, a straight man saying it, not just saying it, but throwing it at me, I'm like, mm, this is hitting me in a different way. Um, and within that uh, process, I'm trying to unpackage all of this. Um, now some of our people are starting to show up for the cookout. So now I'm expected to, mind you, this person who said this is still here. A it's table away. A table away. And I really want to lay hands, if <laughs> I'm being quite honest. But you got to pick, pick and choose your battles. One thing, I ain't, I ain't no fool. I know how to do math. I know how to count. <laughs> and one against five niggas ain't... Only one way that's going in. It's not Mortal Kombat, okay? Or it at might be. <laughs> at this point, finish him. <laughs> finish him. But so I just—it's it, bothering me. So now my sister is looking at me like Devin. I I get it, but you know we're here for a cookout. Just try to like deal with that shit later. And that's not possible. Mm-hmm. And 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 at that moment I realized like, hold on,
0: you said say that one more time Devin it's not what that's not possible it's not like I, I y'all. do people be expecting people who are offended by oppressive words or hatred to just shake that shit off and put a smile on your face listen. and that's just not just I wouldn't even be
1: able to shake that shit if that, if that nigga would have walked away and I've never saw him again I wouldn't be able to shake that shit within 20 minutes
0: and the intersectionality of it all because if we would have been in a different situation this is taken outside of sexuality y'all if I was in a park and there were white people and I was called a nigger out of hatred, it would have the same res- exactly. resonation as somebody calling me a faggot. Exactly. Same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's the intersectionality. like, And that's what we talk about when we talk about people who have multiple oppressed identities. Shit like that, you can't just relax and let it go, you know? And I wish people would truly understand that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it,
1: I was still in it. Like I was just like, there's no way I can... F- I can fake <laughs> like just put on a, a good face, and this
0: motherfucker just call me a faggot. It's and literally I'm, a traumatic ugh. experience. It's and that shit hit when you me. call a Eat slur that. outside of your community, and it's not a term of endear- term of endearment for us. That it, shit stings. Man, that shit felt it like a bullet you. wound.
1: <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. And that was traumatic. Okay, and that's dramatic, not.
0: No, that's not. Like it literally stuns you. Like I,
1: I this is is this happening? Yeah. That, I, when I tell you, when I just hearing the word, like. Stop me in my tracks. Because that shit, I was just like, whoa. Over a table. We just jumping straight to that. And it just, people don't realize, especially, I guess, more up north, that's where I'm from. So, of course, that has been the culture growing up. I'd hear that word all the time. And I would just have to shake it off and internalize it. But I guess moving away from that environment, and I've been in Atlanta for some years now. And it's just very queer positive here. Mm-hmm. um, Just very different from my culture at home. And not to say that D.C., of course, D.C. has a very big. um you know, community. gay community. However, it's also a very big homophobic community. Yeah. As and much
0: as it is south. And D.C. is m- more south than we think it is. Mm-hmm. Talk
1: about it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, that shit that shit hit me in a different way and the honesty that has still set with me and that happened about two three weeks ago but just the fact that I just felt like it it was no resolve for me like I just felt like "Mm, I ain't get to lay no hands
0: okay and and I also want to touch on this too before we move on to our next topic y'all is you don't hear straight folks going around saying what's up my faggot no do you hear that you don't hear nobody saying what's up my faggot so how in the hell do you think that you could be a non-black person saying "What's up, my nigga"? You can't. You can't. The math just don't make sense. Um, but Devin, I do want to thank you for sharing that story because, I I know that that was a traumatic experience for you. Yeah, it was. Great. Um, me personally, I don't even know when the when I've been called. When like, I just can't remember. And if and to think about it, it probably was my own brain trying to put back my trauma. You yeah. know. Yeah. I probably can't recall it because I buried it deep. And honestly,
1: same. Because I, I can't remember the last time I had been... And I haven't been called a faggot too many times in my life. It's just more so been them throwing that word around yeah, around me. And it makes you uneasy. And it
0: makes me uneasy. And I just... Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> so, more of the story, y'all. And that was just a recap. That was a story that I wanted to share with you all. Um, I'm thankful that Devin shared it with us because it's important for us to really understand that for y'all to get our experience to understand our experience that's how we learn that's how we grow moving on alert 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 so Megan is preggers we're not gonna put that out there yet it's not well it's not confirm y'all that she's pregnant but but she's she's looking real full and and she's about to go on hiatus everybody's happy all these all these comments are saying she looks pregnant mm, body yaddy 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 she pregnant she's normally when we get that feeling that a celebrity is pregnant they're pregnant so we don't know confirmed if megan is pregnant or not but i'm gonna tell y'all this right now them titties is sitting kind of thick in them pictures
1: mm-hmm. Them titties are they sure. are
0: lactating to prepare for life okay um wow. shout out to all of the women who breastfeed um, and all of those great things. That is not knocking the mothers who don't breastfeed. I understand that everybody cannot breastfeed, and that is perfectly fine. That is perfectly okay. I would like to give out a shout-out, though, to the mothers that do breastfeed because there's a lot of stigma around women who breastfeed and how they choose or when or where they breastfeed and all of those great things. Let me tell y'all, this Franzia is good, okay? okay. Um, this is glass number Shhh. three. I said oh. shush. Damn. Takashi said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, not Takashi. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Alright, so Versus has been taken off, y'all. Mm-hmm. Since COVID started. Versus has been taken off, okay? Who's it, been your favorite so far? My f- favorite. Mine would be um, Gunika and Moisha. I don't even think Monica's all that ratchet to be honest with she y'all really ain't. she really she ain't y'all be like she a hood chick? Hey, you don't know cause you ain't from Atlanta I know hood when I see it
1: I mean she gives you ghetto fabulous yeah but she now
0: that good. she will she gonna give you ghetto fabulous but hood it's all in the neck mm, I mean you punched Brandy
1: okay we are not gonna play with her now
0: but it's she punched Brandy. I mean, it won't like she punched like left eye. Because <laughs> I feel like left eye gets okay. like any She punched Brandy. Uh, okay, so anyways, not <laughs> that was a good battle though. But I would say my favorite one was Gucci Mane and um Jeezy. That was good. That was a good one. Okay. But this one coming up, y'all, is Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. So
1: technically, it ain't even. We don't know what's coming up yet. Because so uh, Bow Wow said yesterday until i see a contract we're not gonna verse nothing nigga if you, you don't do? get your growing up hip-hop ass on that <laughs> goddamn instagram versus what apple you got music to do? come on dog what in the 106 in park i had to stop following him on
0: instagram he was mad annoying i have never followed
1: Bawa. i think Bawa's downfall was his cockiness like i really feel as though for no reason yeah it- I'm not going to say no reason because like, we're not going to here and act like Wow I mean, was and wowing. Got,
0: he was wowing, but that was a time ago. But uh, you have can to we really say. You get older, no, I Beyonce. agree.
1: <laughs> unless you're Beyonce. But I do feel like, can we really say there's never been a child rapper before, prior to him or after him that has really had the
0: success of him? I'll give him that. Yeah, but what did he do after he hit puberty? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: What in the Bow Wow Challenge?
0: <laughs> I said Little Bow Wow. You just don't know. The, I'm, me and my mom used to try to figure it out. That song came out when I was in fifth grade. And so it's Harlem Shake. Okay. The actual Harlem Shake. Okay. I don't know about these Generation Zers out okay. here. I don't That's know what type Harlem of Harlem Shake. Because I used to teach middle school. And I said, let me see you do the Harlem Shake. They did some... Fucking
1: fish. They, oh, I, like They wait, went to my, the doom, 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 I'm like, what the I, fuck is that? What is that? That is not the Harlem Shake. Ain't, ain't nobody in Harlem doing that.
0: Okay, so thank you, Harlem, for the Harlem Shake. Definitely. We was doing it heavily down here in okay. the south. Brushing our shoulders off. Hello. Don't. Uh, yeah, come on. Hey. what hey. Now, boom. da mm. he saying? Don't slow down or so-so deaf? Me and my mama used the to word. always ask when that
1: I, in the car. I, I just make up chef. I say, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was' Niggas saying.
0: is good for doing that, making it okay. words. Okay. So who do you think would win, though, between... Ooh, that's difficult. But uh, let me tell you right here, baby. That crank, that Soldier Boy. Do, 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 I'm probably going to be 82, bitch. And now, I oh, listen, Let me get like, my so, ass up in Soldier Boy.
1: Listen. So last night I was saying Soldier Boy won this, but now that I'm looking at Bow Wow's Essentials, can okay, what's it? the one
0: that we forgot last night That So, is? Uh, he has Let Me Hold You with Omarion. Let me hold you. Yeah, Am mm-hmm. i supposed dang. to. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, okay, Bow Wow. He got Shorty Like Mine with Chris oh! Brown. Oh, Shorty Like Mine. Hey. Ain't nothing like like mine. mine. That's actually one of my favorite Chris Brown like cameo verses. Hold up, Bounce With Me had Escape on it? <laughs> <laughs> what? what in the remix? <laughs> <laughs> Who oh. would you put oh. against? t-pain in a verse the dream Damn, absolutely so that would now that would be one of my favorite versus battles wow. i fucking love t-pain but i love the i dream love the drink like they both have amazing fucking music amazing ah. music
1: oh that was jeremiah
0: uh oh, <laughs> my bad. Girl, I'm in love with you, baby. And I want you to know that I'm hooked on your body. And, oh, come on, Harmony. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: you got kiss me through the phone. Kiss me through the, the phone. phone. You got crank that of course. You got this right here
0: is my swag. swag. So yes, y'all. Bow wow and soldier boy, that's gonna be a tight battle. I think my money though is is going to be on Soldier Boy for me. B- so Summer Walker, y'all, you all remember around this time last year she had her shit to say about um, how people fed their babies. There's no reason why you should be feeding them formula. She gave all these statistical comparisons to how much fruit was, and all this these stats about why you should be feeding your babies fruits and vegetables and y'all feeding them the wrong thing coming from someone who was not a mother yet
1: Mm -hmm. and i that's my biggest thing she
0: was not a mother yet (laughs) um she's also of celebrity status to some sort she got a little bit of coin and got no kids you are not really fit to say what mother should be feeding the children at this point okay um so and the internet ate her up for it now remember what goes around comes back around baby so we've <laughs> done a revolution around the sun and <laughs> we've come back to this year 2021 and she's dropped a baby okay. now my, she posted a picture of the baby on instagram i think it was instagram whatever social media network it was and people went in on her baby now i'm not going to lie to you all the baby is small you did have a small but the baby farm. is also what 3 months like 3 months 3 months, months. You know, everybody's not, and not every baby's going to have them fat, chunky legs. But Twitter drug her ass, okay? They drug her like saying, oh, you talked all this shit, blah, 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 but your baby's not fed. And I think, okay, at this point, y'all, now this off limits. I think it's okay to, to, to criticize her for what she said last year. I think that was a valid cri- criticism. She should have got her ass drugged. You don't get to tell parents. They're feeding their children and things of that nature, but to get on the internet and use that as ammunition to say that this mother is not feeding her child or her child is malnourished, I think that's just below the belt and it was highly uncalled for. So,
1: what I think what people are commenting on, she also in the in the um during that time she had posted um some of the things that she was feeding her child, and some of those things happened to be like hemp seeds
0: and now this is allegedly.
1: No, this no, is no this fact. The, the she hemp, hemp seeds seeds it. no, no, I that was, trying to give mom
0: benefit what she was feeding no, the she, baby posted her, she, she posted it on her
1: she she posted on her story that was wow. why
0: people were dragging her um okay, so
1: let, but hold then a, hold again, hold on hold on
0: how was she feeding the baby hemp seeds like in no, what form no, like? it was
1: just more so she posted a picture of like a whole bunch of the stuff that she's feeding her child. oh, and I put a little caption in the hemp seeds, and it was all of the stuff on there was like grain and like
0: so it doesn't seem like it was bad it seems like she's on some natural holistic type stuff
1: i think people would just more so like your baby's very small and this is what you're feeding and know that it has not been proven that this is what you should be feeding your child but again so i won't because i am i am i am in agreement that if you are not a parent you should not comment on how someone should parent even if you are a parent i don't think i think each child it's different, and I think you have to parent each child differently. Like, the way my mom parented me is not the same way that she's parenting her, um, my younger siblings. I think you have to cater to that child. So I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, it's very touchy to talk on parenting. However, I think they're more so like, how you going to sit here talking about formulas and this, that, and the third, and you see, feeding your child seeds, and <laughs> 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 you feed, like, it's a bird in the zoo. But I I think that's more so where they're coming from. But, again, I don't know, and I have not really researched enough to know if hemp seeds are suitable for an infant. And Um, so I can't make any claim on it. I I would think. I'm assuming it's in combination with other nutrients. I would hope so, and I'm hoping it's blended because a three-month-old doesn't have teeth. Okay, or
0: probably the throat
1: capacity to do all that. To to be swallowing. Teeth? Teeth. That's just a bit much. Baby, they can barely keep milk down. That part. And that's a whole liquid, um, but I do think kids should just be off limits
0: main topic mm. so I told y'all Devin is my special guest, and there is a particular reason I brought him on to this particular show um because we are about to have some very um interesting viewpoints about this particular topic, mm. black businesses um and I'm gonna speak from my experience first. Uh, and I am not going to lie to y'all and say that I have not been a culprit of this particular trope. Oh my God. I want to support black businesses, but the customer service is bad. This and that, how you expect to grow your business? Yada, 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 yada. I'm going to the white people. I'm going to this. I'm going to that. And it's a constant thing that is always being said. Me personally. I feel like we don't do enough celebration of the black businesses that are thriving. We always find the negative. Now, I will say this, though. When people say they are having, they had a bad experience at a a particular business, those feelings can be valid. You know, those feelings are valid. Um,
1: For me, I feel as though I've had, and I support, ever since, especially um, since COVID, I've made, it my priority to support black-owned businesses a lot more um, than I had in the past. Um, whether that be,
0: I'm, a, I'm I'm pinning that one. We I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm gonna come back. Okay. Whether that be clothing,
1: um, whether that be restaurants that I choose to eat at, I just have been making a conscious effort to. Support black-owned businesses. And in that in that same breath, I've had some really good experiences. And then I've also had some what I like to call nigger shit. <laughs> <laughs> Devin,
0: talk to us about nigger shit. What is nigger shit? Let me unpackage nigger shit. Yes, unpackage. You know that's my word. Let's unpackage that. Let's unpack that, that part.
1: So for me, I wanted to support a specific, you know, clothing brand that was black owned and you know typically with black owned businesses, not even just black owned businesses but smaller businesses you know you would typically pay more with them than you would for um you know a retail store but i get it because you you want your you know you want these smaller businesses to make for them to make profit um but i still choose to support Whereas for me, it's been a certain situation where I have paid for four items. And still to this day, I haven't received my mm-hmm. items. <laughs>
0: Guess when they arrived? <laughs> Never. Never. In transit <laughs> to hell.
1: <laughs> so I... That's nigga shit. It's also been time... Actually, as of this week, I made a post about the shit. So I went to a mall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a new... Um, Soul food spot, a black owned soul food spot. Um the mall opens at ten, which means the food court opens at ten. It was about twelve thirty, one o'clock. I didn't even know it was a black owned business, but it had it they sold soul food, so I was like, Oh shit. I'm gonna move for some you know, catfish, mac and cheese, sweet potatoes, <laughs> with a side of green, <laughs> okay. with a side of collard greens, and and some cornbread. That, that was my meal, and a sweet tea, please. That part, part. So I was like, cool, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead there. Mind you, it's like twelve thirty one o'clock. The lunch rush, if at any uh, food establishment, I walk up, and I was just like, yeah, so um, let me get this meal X Y Z. He was like, "Okay, cool. He was like, honestly, um, the oven, um, we got here a little late today, um so the oven we're still preheating um it's gonna take about twenty to twenty five minutes for the mac and cheese to cook now, I'm not a math whiz, however, you know, I'm like, maybe they got some advanced." <laughs> <laughs> ovens that mac and cheese can be baked in 20 to 25 <laughs> <That> <laughs> not minutes oven i'm ass like up. i ain't never known no mac and cheese the mac that quick <laughs> 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 but hey cool i pay for my food I'm walking around the mall to waste time. Once he told me it was a black-owned business, and no shade, he was fine as fuck. So I was like more willing and more, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> more willing to wait. <laughs> and that's another topic in and of itself. In itself, because it, it, they know who to put at the front register.
0: Okay. Period.
1: Period. Because I, regardless of gender at all, I, he was very um, friendly. He, his his customer service was on point. Okay, so he was very convincing to yeah. I, I can wait that twenty to twenty five minutes, no problem. So I walked around wow. the mall,
0: waited. Right. He waited twenty minutes for food for a nigga. For a nigga,
1: damn. I walk around the mall, and at this point, it's been about maybe thirty five, forty minutes. Walk back over to said restaurant.
0: <laughs> to said restaurant,
1: and he's like, "Yeah, so um." Mac and cheese isn't ready. Did you want some scallops? When is Scallop scallops? are a, Not even when is it soul food, but when is scallops of a placement for mac and cheese? <laughs> no, they are. So I'll take some scallops now. Oh, for some <laughs> mac? Hell no. Nah. So I didn't. So he's like, yes. I said, so how long is the mac and cheese going to take? Honestly, we don't know.
0: <laughs> it was honestly, we don't know for you. It was the unknown for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what kind of fucking oven is this? Three hours later. later, I said, "Okay, baby, just you just go ahead and give me my refund because I." So I was like, "What other sides do I have ready already?" He was like, "Well, we we make each we cook each order." So, you mean you would have to if I needed a different side, you'd have to heat that up. And start cooking that now. So either way, I'm about to be waiting <laughs> for forever. <laughs> and y'all were supposed to open and preheat your motherfucking ovens at 10 o'clock with like the rest of the restaurants do. But okay, nigga shit. So I felt bad, but I got my refund because the unknown just was not gonna work for me and they had no other sides. And I had already paid for my food, so I'm not about to sit here and pay for a meal with one meat and two sides and only yeah. get one side. True. So I said at this point, just give me my money back. I felt bad, but that's the shit I'm talking about. So then I ended up making a post, and I think that's
0: the main reason you probably – You were the icing on the cake, baby. The icing on the cake for the (laughs) – You were not the only person on Facebook who I have commented when they, you know, talk about about – So I'm going to actually spend a few perspectives, a different perspective, based off of what you just told me. Even though the mall was open when you went, you said, you know, the food court was open. Maybe their business plan, maybe where they at as a business right now, renting out that spot in the mall, because they have to rent out that spot, rent out that spot in the mall, maybe the business that they were receiving and they were getting wasn't sufficient enough to be open up then. Not saying that that's the case, right. but that's always a possibility. Right. And I feel like sometimes we let other restaurants or other businesses that are not black, we hold black business to a higher standard. And I think that's because... Going back to slavery, and I talked about this last episode, how we always have to be better than in order to achieve. No, I want to open up my fucking business at 12 o'clock p.m. The mall opens at 10. I don't give a fuck about the food court opening at 10. If I need to open at 12, I'm going to open at 12 because, bitch, I'm paying all the shit to rent this shit and all this stuff. Mm. So that's just a different perspective. I I disagree with that. Of, Of course, (laughs) but that's just a different perspective. And so what I say is that you could be upset that they're not open. Absolutely. But are we going to hold other businesses to the same degree? However, it's not
1: even about holding companies to a higher standard. I think it's about holding them to the same standard. I'm going to hold you to the standard that the sign says. If you say that you're open at 10 o'clock, there's no reason that y'all decide today that you're going to open at 12 in a mall food court true and then y'all are not i i come 40 minutes later and 40 minutes later if i go to a goddamn restaurant and i'm waiting 40 minutes at the table it's an issue but you telling me i'm at a food court which is supposed to be considered quote-unquote fast food and i'm waiting over 40 minutes and then your response is i don't know when it's gonna be ready and that has been my issue with certain like i said i've had great experiences with black owned businesses this is not a dig at black owned businesses because i'm go- i still continue to support them mm-hmm. um but there has been situations where i have dealt with nigger shit and i've reached out to co- uh clothing companies like hey um i just sent you 80 dollars for said items and it's been a month and y'all told me i was expected to receive this within seven business days Where's my things, and you either just don't respond to me at all, or you're giving me attitude when I call the number. Certain things I'm just like y'all. Y'all make it hard because of I can easily go and spend fifteen dollars on a shirt, the exact same shirt from
0: Amazon. But I'm gonna go back to the example I just but gave to you, you Amazon. 40. is also a corporation. This is a no, small no, business. Not, no.
1: So again, I'm not compare. It's more so from a lens of. I am choosing to spend $40 on the same mm-hmm. item that I could get for 15 from a corporation and get it in two days at my front doorstep. But I'm going to go ahead and because yeah. I want to support my people in my community. <clears throat> and if I am willing to put aside the fact that I could get this for the same price or, cause you know, so a lot of these black owned businesses, they, you know, they, grab things from different uh, uh, corporations and, you know, kind of tweak it a little bit to make it their own, and that's fine. I'm going to still support it, but give me good quality. Give me good customer service. Give me a reason to come back. And I think what an issue is with smaller, and again, I don't want to keep putting it on black-owned because it's not just black-owned. It's more so smaller, um, you know, businesses that are starting out, whereas there are certain times is I've noticed with certain people that I've tried to support in the past, they're chasing that quick dollar. And
0: Mm, in any business that has to do with with how America is rooted and how black people are economically. um, Capitalism. Exactly. Capitalism.
1: And I, I just feel as though they're chasing that dollar instead of worrying about your money in any business, your money comes from the recurring customer. It ain't the brand new customer that's coming once or twice. Yeah, It's the people that are invested and trust your business. Like, I'm going to continue to keep coming here every month. I'm going to continue to buy clothes from you. I'm I'm going to continue to um, support your business. That's where the bulk of your money is going to come from. Or at least that's the money you're going to make in your sleep where you don't have to keep going out and finding new customers because the people that have dealt with you in the past know you, you want some
0: nigga shit. But I think with anything, and I'm not saying that your feelings around it are not valid. That's not what I'm saying. I think anybody, regardless if it's a black business, a white business, a fucking Latino business, an Asian business, whoever the fuck business it is, business business is business and Mm -hmm. we expect a certain standard, especially when we're spending our hard earned money that we probably don't already have. Come on now. Okay. So I definitely feel it. But I think that the narrative is what is the issue. The narrative is we, and it goes back to what I was speaking about earlier, is that we hold black people, Mm -hmm. and not even just businesses, we look at just anything. We hold black people to a certain standard. We hold them to this pedestal of you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that. When we have to look at some of these businesses that are developed, Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're learning. We're stepping out on faith. We're doing these things. So the biggest thing for me is to allow Mm -hmm. grace. It's not to say that you shouldn't be upset or that you should not appreciate or not have an issue with the service that you did or didn't receive, but give it grace and be careful of your narrative because people don't see the full nuances. They don't see the full, um, the, 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 the complexity of it. They don't see the complexity of it. So for example, if I, I start a small business mm -hmm. and one, I don't have enough money to pay my workers. So I have a small staff or I don't have enough budget, you know, to pay the workers that I would need to operate at a certain level. There are going to be certain things that fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is, you know,
1: your source, your
0: resources are limited. Right? Exactly. It's mm-hmm. all about, if I don't have those resources, right. I'm not going to be able to provide you this Amazon top tier experience Absolutely. because, and I'm just using Amazon as just an example because they're an established corporation and millions of people use them. I'm not going to be able to give you this yet because I don't yet have the infrastructure. And I think that we have to give grace and, You weren't, you weren't, you were the ice on the cake, but I saw somebody previously who I know, Mm -hmm. um, spoke about it and his, his, uh, (laughs) status was harsher than yours. Okay. It was harsh. And he's a black business owner. Um, now mind you, he runs his own business. He's from what I see on, you know, social media, he's very professional. He, you know, he does, but it's also just him. He's doing a, a very specific type of service and he has the vision for it. Um, and that's not to say that people who have small businesses and others like restaurants, black owned businesses, don't have the vision. But sometimes those resources in the type of business that you're trying to run is a little bit different and it causes for a little bit more. So I remember what I told him on mm-hmm. his status was instead of saying this, here are some solutions that you can do. For me, it's all about what the What was his
1: status, though? What's up?
0: Basically, you know, I'd be trying to support black. What I said in the beginning, I'd be trying to support black businesses, but y'all be making it hard. And I said y- the y- exact y- y- same y- y- Bada boom that's f- but wh- and what i'm saying is when we put that narrative out and there are people who are not black who don't have that experience who don't really go to black businesses if that's what we as black people are putting out and they're mm. our friends and they see it that just recycles this narrative that i don't need to do business with black people mm. okay
1: i'll give you that i never looked at it through that lens i'll give you that you no know? and i'm and, and, and but in that same breath because i do mm. want because you had not i wanted i was trying to let you finish your thought but what
0: you saying we need to give more grace. Well, what, in your opinion, does grace, grace, look, grace like? look like? Oh, I'm glad you said that, yeah. so I have an answer. Okay. What grace looks like, I'm going to give you a prime, prime example. When a few of our friends went to um, said celebrity on said um, <laughs> reality TV shows, <laughs> said restaurant huh? in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm, y'all oh, should...
1: I know exactly, huh? <laughs> they
0: had a not good experience at all. And what one of them did was so he called on the called over one of the managers, whomever it was and basically said, Hey, we are not satisfied with this service. And I think that's valid. You should be able to call out that manager business on whoever, what it is and say, Hey, baby, I want not satisfied with your service. And this is how you can do better. I'm all for critique. And I don't want people to think, actually, I don't give a fuck what you think, but I want to make it a point <laughs> That I am okay with critique. Critique is important. Critique is how we grow. Critique is how we learn. But do it in a way in which we're growing and learning. And we have to be careful as black people, our narrative. Mm. When we say certain things and we don't elaborate or if we, you know, just put those things out in the ether, those who are not familiar with our culture, if they're not familiar with our world and things that we experience, they're going to take the, oh, well, I'm not going to Shaniqua's shop. She invited me and gave me a business card, but I'm not going because this is what black people have to say about black businesses. Mm, okay, and so and that's fair. That is, and I'm glad that's that we fair. were able to I'm talk about this because be, yeah. I, that it had that's my main. Putting it out there publicly and then just leaving like, it out there, leaving it, out and when there you as see multiple people businesses. doing it, yeah. and how do we learn? We learn through people's narratives. We learn through people's experiences. Um, so recap. I'm not saying not to critique black businesses. Please do please do because if you don't you will harm them mm-hmm. let me say that one more time if you don't critique black businesses and give them valid valuable critique they you will harm them constructive criticism constructive and some of us have to check on what constructive means oh, and, b- and,
1: and, and please believe every single time
0: I am known for constructive crit- criticism constructive so like for example if they have like a suggestion box Put your shit in the suggestion box. I'm going to suggest m- my ass up to them if, it's in, <laughs> if I can
1: see them in person.
0: Right. Now, the facts of the matter is, it's not everybody who works for a black business gives a fuck. Let's be real. They're looking for, they, that's their job. They're not getting paid a lot. And that's just not what a black business is, baby. That's what any business. Okay. You are going, whether it's a white company, whether it's a black company, like I said earlier, it doesn't matter whose company it is, baby, you are going to run into that person who affects how you experience that particular business. We just have to be mindful around the narrative that we put out around black businesses um, because it can harm them. Also, in the same token, when we don't critique, we harm them. So y'all, let's support us. So in Grace,
1: just to kind of piggyback off the question, you're saying that we should give them a second chance?
0: What I'm saying, now this is specific to different people. If you don't want to go back to that business ever again, don't do it. Right. I can't tell you where and how to spend your money at all. However, I do believe, especially, and this is just me, if it's a small business and I have a bad experience, I am going to go again because I know how the dollar works. I also know how black people are um, viewed in general and when it comes to businesses and things of that nature. So I'm going to give my critique. I'm going to say, hey, this was my experience, I would like for it to be better because my hopes is that you're going to take that feedback and you're going to make change to it. And I have seen that in situations.
1: And for me, I think it's all about your attitude and your professionalism. Um, I feel as though if you're open to improvement, I will gladly ignore a bad experience and support you again in the name of my blackness. However, there has been situations where your customer service, you're acting like I'm annoying you as, as if I wasn't the one that paid, yeah. x, y, and z amount of dollars on something that I have either not received or was of poor quality. Um, but I think it is like I think it's situational. I definitely think it's situational. I definitely think, um, I'm willing to give grace. If it is
0: improvement involved, or at least the, but that would involve you going back and investing in that business for you to figure out if that improvement was made. Am I right or no?
1: That's true. I think my grace looks like like you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I ain't going back. But I, I won't. I don't. I do agree with you in the terms of not publicly. And I wouldn't call it bashing because my status literally said it. it sometimes these black-owned businesses make it hard to want to go back because I have to continue to deal with, with nigga shit. And that was detrimental to black-owned businesses. And I didn't look at it through that lens because mm-hmm. it, if someone of not of our community were to read that and have seen that more than once, they'd be like, oh, well, th- I it have black-owned businesses. I'm good. Everybody yeah and that's not fair
0: yeah so that's black owned businesses y'all that was the meat and potatoes of shooting the shit with the southern negro before we close out I do want to shout out two particular black businesses um one now I live in midtown so some some of y'all might critique it I know how some folks are black businesses in midtown they're not catering to us I'm not going to say that your point is not valid but that's a whole nother topic a whole nother day but I would like to shout out um Negril Village, mm. which is in Midtown, mm-hmm. they have amazing I've been there. food. Yes, they do. I had an amazing experience. Now, point an example. My server was not so nice the second time, and I had a hard time but I had an amazing first experience. Mm. And I the all that to say, it doesn't matter what business is gonna be, you're gonna have those times where it's like, okay, this is not the service I'm used to getting. Okay, and so one, shout out to them. If you are in Midtown Atlanta, if you are looking for a black owned business to support and you are in the mood for some good Jamaican food, please visit Negril Village. Also, my girl, Kathy, just opened up her ice cream shop, um, sweet shop, cookie shop, dessert shop, if you will, in Midtown, a black-owned business, black workers, and I am loving it. I had the opportunity to go and support her um, about a weekend ago. Now, I didn't really want any sweets. I'm not a sweet person, so I just got some butter pecan ice cream. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting old, but I just got (laughs) some butter pecan ice cream. But all in all, I had a wonderful experience go ahead. If you're in the Atlanta area, if you're passing through Atlanta, Atlanta, If you're... <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans. If you're passing through Atlanta, because I know some of y'all come here from Memorial Day weekend. But if you're passing through Atlanta, stop by Kathy, stop by Negril Village, and all of those great things.
1: And I also wanted to shout out... um Tasty Spoons out in Ooh, Sandy tasty Springs. Okay, I like listen. that name. Yes, Tasty like Spoons, Caribbean. So Caribbean listen, they got some really good Caribbean food there. Um, one of my favorites is the jerk chicken and shrimp pasta out in Sandy Springs. I don't know if they have more than one location, but that is the one that I uh, typically go to. I definitely want to shout them out. Their food and their service has been amazing. Um, yeah. since mm-hmm. I've I, that's one of the spots I go to regularly.
0: So shout out to those black businesses and just all of those great them. things, support them. So just be mindful of your narrative. Y'all that's the moral of the story. Be mindful of your narrative. Be mindful of how your narrative is perceived and all of those things all right y'all this has been shooting the shit with the southern negro episode two i want to give a round of applause and thank you to our very first special guest mr Devin christopher on the mic one two one two absolutely now i'm gonna try to get back with y'all next week so check it out and all of those great things if you want to have advice given to you by a southern negro please email southern negro 90 at gmail.com that 90 at gmail.com come on kayla okay <laughs> y'all be safe y'all have fun this weekend love life y'all be great love you. thank you for having me no problem bye